Welcome to the Word of Truth Revealed with Bishop Merton L. Clark. The Word of Truth Revealed is the media outreach ministry of Truth Revealed International Ministries and Interdenominational Spirit-Filled Fellowship of Believers located in Palm Bay, Florida. Our mission here at Truth Revealed is to produce disciples and to empower the populace to live out the truth of God's Word within the framework of their environment. Today, we're continuing with the message we began earlier this week that's part of a new series titled Spring Forward. Bishop Clark utilizes Genesis chapter 40, verses 12 and 13 as the foundation scripture for part two of the message, R-E-S-E-T. Thank you, Jesus. Reset the ministry of truth revealed. Timing is off. When we reset it, the timing will come back. It will, it will sync up right. Glory to God. Sex success has been delayed, but when we reset, you're going to see people stepping into success quicker. Thank you, Lord. Systems are frustrated. When we reset, it's going to begin to flow like they should do, and the systems will work together just like the systems in your body. Your circulatory system is independent of your digestive system, but they also work together. And all of the 11 systems in your body, 11 or 12 systems in your body, work cohesively to make sure the body is sustained. Well, every ministry and every business has to have systems as well. Body life, systems within it to make sure that the body life is sustained. Thank you, God. And so systems are frustrated. Say the digestive system of truth revealed, for example, where people get the word, but they're not processing it well. And the word is not broken down because their spiritual liver isn't taking it to all of the cells. Maybe you have cirrhosis of the liver because you've been drinking things that you shouldn't drink for way too long. And it's affected your spiritual liver. You've been living off a vicarious intoxicating experience versus the Holy Ghost giving you what you need. You go out there and supplement what the Holy Ghost is supposed to do with some foreign object and it's called cirrhosis of the liver internally and God wants that fixed. So we got to stop, stop the activity of the enemy in the system of digestion so when you get the word, hallelujah, by the same week you're already processing that word and you begin to see the fulfillment of that word take place in your life. You'll see vitality come back and zest come back and zeal come back to your life hallelujah because the system that's just one if we identify 7 12 15 systems within our church that need to work together glory to god you're going to see something shift in the body the cirrhosis will be gone and when we get the word we can process it right thank you jesus and so the systems are frustrated. We're going to fix it. You're going to see more body life come. The vision tears, tarries. Now vision is in God's hands. The Bible says it does. Though it tarry, wait for it. That's what the book of Habakkuk says. But at the same time, we don't want to cause the vision to tarry. Right now, we don't need to be praying about sowing seed. This is the time. 
Amen. You don't have to pray to see if you need to pay a bill off. You know you need to pay it off. You start moving toward it. If you want to pay your house, you don't have to pray. Should we pay our house off early? Listen, you want to save some money so you pay it off early and you galvanize. Some people waiting on the Lord to tell them the soul. And I'm here as the mouthpiece of the Lord saying, we have something right before us. If we come together, we can get it. Values have been compromised even ignored your internal homing device your values if values are like a precious stones or precious jewels you need to understand each one that you have is is in the in your clutches glory to god but when we all come together the value turns valuable or into a treasure glory to god that's so powerful we can purchase anything spiritually Glory to God. So the value of our church would increase when your individual value has been polished. If you have no values, you'll do whatever, say whatever, go where you, just as long as no one sees you. That needs to change because if our values change, our value will change. Glory to God. And I want to see the wealth and the increase the appraisal of our ministry increase in the spirit realm. Thank you, God. And the voice of praise has gone silent. It's our job to praise him, to praise him, to praise him, to honor him. Can the church say amen? amen. And so let's do, deal with reset. What does it mean? If it's defined, it is to set again or to set differently. To reset means to set again or to set differently. If I were to reset your bone, if you had a compound fracture, then I need to set it again or to do it differently. If it's, if it's broken or shattered, we may have to put some iron rods in there. We have to do it differently. A young man came and visited our church yesterday who uh, at least 12 years ago visited our church and uh, he was uh, stricken with uh, a drug addiction. And uh, he came in on a Saturday uh, about 12 years ago with this drug addiction. And I felt led. And I, this is not a pump. No one was around. Uh, this is on a Saturday. I felt led to take my lotion and to put it on his skin. And I got on my hands and knees out in the foyer. And I rubbed his skin down with it. He was so dry. And I asked him, I said, uh, can you give me a little bit of your drugs? He said, no. I said, why? He said, it would take your life. I say, so you care about me more than you care about yourself. What you don't want me to get, you're dealing with every day. As I was rubbing the lotion in his skin, pray for him. He showed up on Sunday morning after one of our services, Resurrection Day, and looks like he's having the same battle. And he showed me his leg. I don't know what happened. It looked like he got ran over by a vehicle. But it's not only does he have an iron rod in it, it looked like the iron rod bent. I've never seen anything like that. If I were to reset him, I would have to do it anew or to do it differently. Y'all understand? That means something has happened to us and God needs to fix it. That's what I want you to see. 
And all of us, we gathered around him and we prayed. We didn't come against him, invited him back to church. And gave him a $20 bill and I told him to go and get something to eat. And I'm praying for him. Amen. And I want you to pray for him. Just pray for all of those who are battling with drug addiction. For us in this community, we've seen it for the last 25 years. 30 years, crack and all of that stuff has desecrated a whole generation. Now the opioid addiction that is taking place and is killing people from all over the whole nation now is watching. But we need the eye of this 30 years ago. Y'all understand? 30 years ago. Okay, so there needs to be a reset as it relates to how we see that. Are you going to criminalize all these people? You going to put them in jail? You don't have enough jails for them. You can't just throw them away and turn away the key. There has to be rehabilitation. We must reset. Y'all follow me? The church is going to rise up because we need a re-entry program within our church to handle these young men that's coming out of prison and they don't have a job. I'm supposed to employ them. I'm supposed to help them transition back. Joseph went to jail and God restored him. And there are people that are Joseph's in jail and God wants to restore them as well. And the church is going to help them ascend out of the dungeons. Glory to God. We must reset. We must set again or set differently. In a different way or in another way. Another word for reset is to rearrange. There's some things that we need to rearrange. We need to rearrange how security flows, how greeters flow, how ushers flow, how sound flows and marries the platform, how our, out, our outreach flows, the dynamics there, and to create a system where we're not bumping into each other. We need to reorganize. We need to reorganize. We need to follow this prescribed plan. We need to form it, storm it, reform it, norm it, and then perform it. We need to form it. We need to form it. If you're going to lay a foundation, you need to make sure that you have the proper framework in the earth before you pour the concrete, lest you waste concrete. Form it before you do it. What is the form? What is the architectural design? That means we need to pull in great minds to help us with the form. You don't really see the foundation, but it's so necessary on this building that if somebody didn't have their mind together, the building would crumble if the foundation is not sure. Glory to God. Glory to God. The Bible says in the book of Psalm, it may be Psalm 11, if the foundation be destroyed, what can the righteous do? You need to form the foundation, glory to God. And we need to reorganize that. Form it, storm it. Everything you form will be stormed or challenged. Everything that you form will be challenged already. I'm telling you now. So get ready. Don't say, ooh, I can't hear. Woo, what happened to me? I don't deserve it. I don't care if you get your, blessed, your best blessing. I don't care if you get a brand new car. Sometimes the tire just blows out and something goes wrong. You better make sure you have some insurance. Make sure you have a warranty with your vehicle. Glory to God. That's why you can't trust bootleggers. 
out the car type folk. I got I got a deal for you because sometimes those things break down and you got a deal. It'll cost you more to fix it if you don't have a warranty. Everything form will be stormed. In Florida, you all should know that we all should be ready for the storm. And when you buy boards, save them. Oh, man, I'm preaching. So you don't have to go back to, to an office depot, Home Depot, and get new boards every year, new stencils, all of this stuff. You already know the storm is coming. You already know. So go in the garage, get it, and nail it up, and let's get lost and believe God is going to preserve everything because that's what happens in the Caribbean, and that's what happens in Florida. So get used to it. Storms come. Form it, storm it, then reform it. I added that next dimension because some people like to go to the next step. Anytime a storm comes, it will challenge the structure that you have. So you want to make sure you reform, reorganize. We miss that a lot of times. We like to move to the next one to norm it. But don't norm it if it's not ready to be norm or make it normal. Don't do that. You need to reform, make adjustments, glory to God, before you make it normal. After a storm, a lot of times you have, brand- this is what happened with the last storm. A lady goes outside, standing under a tree, didn't know that this huge limb, it, it, the storm, it caused it to dislodge. And the limb fell on her and she didn't expect it. Because the, the storm challenged the structure of the tree. So you need to reform. First thing you want to do is make sure all of the limbs are sound before you put a, a rocking chair underneath it because something can drop on you. Y'all understand? Form it, storm it, reform it, then norm it. Make it normal. That means you keep practicing until it becomes habit. As we reset, this is what we're going to do. We're going to form it. We're going to storm it. That happens anyway. Then reform it after the storm. Remember that anytime there's a problem, anytime there's a misunderstanding, we need to check the foundation before we start performing. Are you okay? Is everything all right? Can we move forward? Because some things can't be swept under the rug. Amen. If you sweep it on the rug and it's moist, it's going to turn in the mold. Once it becomes mold, now it begins to spread. And if it spreads, it'll start damaging the walls and the internals. We can't allow it to spread anymore. We can't ignore what's right before us, even if it looks small. You may think it's small, but if you let it go, it'll turn into an emergency. A little fire can turn into emergency in a matter of seconds. Thank you, Lord. So put it out when it's small. Form it, storm it, reform it, norm it. Practice it until it becomes normal to you. Then you perform. The performance comes after those stages. This is what we're going to do as we reset as a church. We're going to go through these stages and look at every system and see how we can reorganize it. To reset means to set back to the initial state. I like this one. It means to set anew. And I want you to remember that to set anew. Some things are not going to be reformed back to the original state. We're taking a whole nother direction. And that's really what I want you all to hear. From the rebranding of our church. Reorganizing its systems. Raising up leaders, extending, growing deeper, 
and not just broader. You grow deeper through your discipleship ministry and sitting up under the word. You go broader through ministry itself. In other words, instead of having 33, we may have 64 or 65 ministries. That's how we grow broader. You grow warmer through your fellowships. And that's why if you're cold and you don't go to fellowships, I'm going to start rebuking that. I can't pray that you get warmer and you're not coming to the fire. You must get involved. Glory to God. In other words, think about it. If we move from one service, two services, to four services on Sunday, and you came to 8 o'clock and you got a word, but then you dedicated yourself to come to the 10 o'clock service because now you're going to serve. You're not going to sit. You're going to serve. You're going to serve someone else. And once you start serving, you'll stop complaining about other service. Because now you'll be challenged in the area that you've never been challenged anymore. When you become the usher, when you stand there and say, move this way, and they look at you funny. Can't stand them. Always telling me to move. Once you start doing that, you'll say, whoa, that's how that feels. Everybody can come and eat and get nourished, but where are you serving? When are you going to give back? He delivered 10 lepers, but only one came back. What if we did that? Do you know how we could expand as a church if we, we got that service mindset? Okay, I'm the preacher at 8 o'clock, but at the 10 o'clock service, I'm going to be a greeter. Change the whole paradigm. I'm going to stand at the door. I'm going to get there 30 minutes before, and everybody that comes, I'm going to shake their hand and embrace them. You know what happened in our church? <laughs> if you begin to serve like that, you know what opportunities would take place if you begin to serve like that? You get fed, then you serve. And you get fed, and then you serve. Then you get fed, and then you serve. You put what you've learned into practice. It'll stick then. It won't be uh, sown by the wayside or among thorns. When you start getting what you've received and put it into practice, it'll stick with you. Because God designed this system to work when we eat and we serve, when we receive and we distribute. Thank you, God. Glory to God. That's where we're going as a church. To set anew, to adjust again after an initial failure. God has got us on a great run. But like I learned this week, sometimes you can hit a ceiling. And God wants you to shift so you can continue to grow. How different would our lives be if we reset, if we ask God to set things anew? How different would our lives be if we reset? Amen. Some of us need to reset our house. We need to turn the furniture around. I said we need to reset it. It was the way it was, been that way all of this time. Reset it, change it a little bit, shift it around. You'll understand what I'm about to do. Glory to God. Move it. Some things need to be thrown away. We hadn't used it in 15 years. It needs to go. It's collecting dust. Amen. You don't have any money, do a garage sale, and what you collect, let that be your seed. You may raise a thousand dollars. Just become creative. There's something that we have in our closets that if we got rid of it, we would create a seed. 
I'm preaching better than you're saying. When's the last time your creative oil began to flow? Were you thinking out of the box? Sometimes if you rearrange something, you'll see something you never saw before. For instance, the other week I was ministering, the Lord spoke to me the word yield. So as I began to go into the word of God to get the word, I'm yield. Okay, I know what yield means, but what, what are you saying? And I sat in my office, I did just like this. I said, what are you saying to me? I need you to give me the understanding. And he said, check yield. I said, you told me that. He said, do it again. So I ran it. And then when I ran it, glory to God, I saw a passage of scripture with the name Asher. And it magnified. Just whoo, whoo, whoo. I said, well, I've never ministered on Asher. He says, I use yield to get you to him. That's really what I want you to do. I said, but God, why didn't you just say that? He said, because my ways. not like yours my thoughts are not like yours for as high as the heavens are from the earth are my ways than your ways and my thoughts from your thoughts you want my thoughts then follow my ways and I ministered on the Asher anointing it is when you yield and it's tough for your flesh but you're able to smile you're able to keep your happiness Hallelujah! instead of being disgruntled when you yield God wants you to be happy when you yield and praise when you yield and glorify God when you yield You'll understand the Asher anointing and he will submit something to you and release something in your life that you haven't had before. And we're going to need this anointing as we renew. What will your daily routines look like if you reset? If you served in a service and didn't just come and get a word and you're gone. But you came back and said, what can I do? How can I lend my life? How many kids can I teach? I came in and got a word, but today I'm going to give this day my Sabbath to the Lord. I'm going to serve children in my community. We need males back there because some of the boys are rambunctious. And they get around a lady because they're used to telling their mama off. They get back there and they tell the teacher off and won't sit down. Got attitude, even put the hand on the hip while they're talking. We need a man back there, son, settle that down. And we need parents to allow men to be men as long as we're not abusive. Let me speak to you, son. We're not trying to hurt him, but you're really passive with him. We need to grab him. And then you won't go to the teacher and get mad at the teacher and say they're racist and prejudiced. They are dealing with issues that you don't, you know what your kid does at home. But you want to go on to the kid teacher and get mad at them when they're correcting them. It's tough out there. So if you serve, you will see it yourself. You will see it in the church. They're cussing. You're not monitoring their gifts. You're not monitoring what they're looking at. They're being influenced. I come in, I'm trying to preach. They're not listening to me because they're influenced. You let them wear earplugs while they're in church. 
They wearing them when you talk. They're not listening to you. They're listening to someone else. Maybe Nipsey Hussle. I don't know who they're listening to, but they're not listening to you. One thing I saw over at Rockledge High School, and I'm going to get off of this and we'll let you go. I saw that Rock, one of the things when we began to instruct high school students, many of them came in with earplugs in their ear and the leaders were saying to them, take those earplugs out. We need you to listen. Put your earplugs up. We need you to listen and focus right now. They didn't yell at them, but they were stern. In today's economic and social climate, we all have our struggles, financially and emotionally. Are you tired? Frustrated? Do you feel like the world has taken the best from you? Everyone has been right where you are at one time or another. We understand just how you feel. Let your search for hope lead you to Truth Revealed International Ministries, 2838 Palm Bay Road, Palm Bay, Florida. We are a Bible teaching and discipleship ministry dedicated to unveiling truth to the nations. Please join us Sunday mornings at 8 a.m. and 11 a.m. and Wednesday evenings at 7 p.m. We live stream every service on the World Wide Web at truthrevealed.org. Get excited. You don't have to wander anymore. Hope and love are waiting for you at Truth Revealed. If something was said during today's teaching that blessed you, or if you would like to find out more information about Truth Revealed International Ministries, we would love to hear from you. You can write to us at The Word of Truth Revealed, P.O. Box 60128, Palm Bay, Florida, 32906, or you can email us at The Word of Truth at truthrevealed.org. You can also visit us on the web at www.truthrevealed.org. If you're on Facebook, visit the Truth Revealed International Ministries fan page and click like. From time to time, you'll receive inspirational words of wisdom along with information about what's happening at Truth Revealed. Now, if you would like to purchase today's message for your personal library, when you write to us or email us, use reference number 2474. That's reference number 2474. Just include a $5 donation for CDs and a $12 donation for DVDs. And now, final thoughts from Bishop Clark. In the hustle and bustle of everyday living, sometimes we miss moments, intimate moments with our children. And that is, I believe we need to pull them close, look them in the eye, and say, I love you. I'm with you. And I would like to encourage you today. Don't allow the sun to go down without you pulling your children close, up close, same air close, and tell them that Jesus loves them. But remember to tell them that you love them too. Until next time, I'll see you at Truth Revealed.